0: Hello and welcome to the Tillage Edge with me, Michael Hennessy. In this episode, I'll be discussing aphids and BYDV control with Tillage specialist Kieran Collins. And I first asked Kieran, how are spring cereals looking at the moment?
1: What looked like was going to be a very late spring at one stage actually turned out to be absolutely fine. You know, we did get that dry spell in early April, seed beds have been excellent and establishment percentages are really, really good. So most spring cereals now are emerging, say, in early April or the last of them are up at this stage. So we want to try and
0: concentrate maybe in this podcast, looking at some of the main pests of spring cereals. Um, aphids obviously one of the main threats, but more specifically, they spread barley, yellow dwarf virus, or BYDV, as people might know it as. How much of a threat is bydv to crops, Kieran? And um, what sort of aphids are, are spreading the, uh, the BYDV?
1: Yeah, I, I suppose, like you said, Michael, uh, BYDV is, is a major challenge in, in recent years, but it's the grain aphid in Ireland that we're we're mainly concerned with in terms of spread of it being the main vector for BYDV. But I suppose it's always important to remember there are other aphid species out there, like the bird cherry aphid, which would be the primary vector in the UK, you know. And I suppose potentially maybe the bird cherry aphid might be more of an issue as temperatures increase and our winters become milder. But at the moment, really, it would be the green aphid that we'd be concerned with. In terms of the risks, I suppose, look, the risks are to all spring cereals, really. And. Um, but I think really the, the later sown crops are always where the, the risk is higher. And, you know, Chagas trials in the past have actually found yield losses of up to two tons per hectare in, in late April emerging barley crops. So, you know, um, I suppose it also is important to remember as well, this isn't all about barley. It's about, you know, all spring cereals, oats and, and, and wheat as well, you know.
0: And they're, they're all equally at risk. So with aphids, is, is Romanism out right there at the moment? um
1: i suppose in terms of 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 aphid counts i suppose the main thing that we'd be looking at at the moment and and i suppose more so into the future is uh suction towers so there's a suction tower in operation in oak park at the moment now i suppose indications at the moment would be that the numbers are lowish but i suppose being a new process a lot of this is just being validated at the moment so we'll need a little bit more time i suppose to ensure it's it's accuracy. But I suppose when you're walking crops, it's, it's not hard to find them, especially where, where I am down the south. You know, you will find aphids. But I think, you know, an awful lot of that depends on location, field history and history of BYDV in, in, in the area as well.
0: In the past, uh, growers would have, I, I suppose, um, looked to Oak Park or looked to some of the counts that Chagas would have came up with, um, of, we, of which we had over the years. You mentioned suction traps. We're now moved to those. How, how is that going to be different in terms of the numbers in comparison to what we were given before?
1: Well, I suppose the the, the main advantage of the suction traps, and I suppose anybody that that follows the AHDB and they use a lot of them in the UK, is that they cover uh, a wide radius of up to 50 kilometres. So they're 12.2 metres high. Uh, It's literally an upside down hoover. Um, and it's 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 catching everything that 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 flies at that level. So I suppose ultimately, you know, over time, you you have to open them up, identify what's there, and I suppose they have a huge role to play in research and identifying aid a the number of aphids there, but also the level of virus that that those aphids are carrying as well. Okay, we might come back to that maybe towards the end of the of the podcast
0: um, to get maybe a little bit more insight into that. But if we we're to bring it back now to a farmer and a farmer's field. Um, how or what sort of process should a farmer go through to decide whether he should be applying uh, an aphid site or controlling those aphids this year?
1: Yeah, I suppose the, the, the first thing which I think is important to remember is, you know, locations vary, and even within a location, fields will vary. You know, so I think the the main process that we should go through is an integrated pest management process, and the key one and the first one that you're looking at is is sowing date. We know from research that you know uh, February and March uh, sown crops are much lower risk than than April sown crops. As I said earlier on, the late April sown crops, you know, as the aphid numbers increase. Greece can can suffer hugely from from BYDV and as i said as well previously location is a big factor as well you know milder locations particularly more southerly and coastal would be would be very important and I suppose another very important factor in relation to, you know, assessing this risk that you may or may not have would be ask the question, was there a green bridge from the previous crop? So, you know, if there are a high level of volunteers from last year's crop into this year's crop before the, the field was ploughed, that also in, increase your risk, as does mild winters, we'll say. But ultimately, you know, if I'm trying to um, make a decision at the moment whether I u- need to use an insecticide or not, I suppose you need to get out into the field and walk the crop. And, you know, are they visible in the crop, you know? Um, and if you can see aphids in the crop, well, I suppose that's really the, the big telltale sign really, Michael. Karen, if a farmer finds an aphid in the field, how does he
0: know that's the correct one he needs to control?
1: Yeah, it's 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 very difficult, you know. I I, I mean, okay, the green aphid has long black stifunculi on, on the abdomen, but that's that's very difficult to see in the field, you know. And as you say, there's a range of species in in most fields. But getting out and and walking the field, you will find aphids, and I suppose you can assume that there's a mixture of aphid species within the field, you know. So I suppose that's going to to give you uh, a good indicator. Sometimes, if you walk the field later in the evening, when you know when you when the sunlight is is on the leaves you, could, you can actually see them a little bit easier but i think just actually getting out into the field and, and having a look around is, is probably the main thing
0: so i suppose if the general principle uh, that if, if the weather is good enough uh aphid numbers no matter what species is out there they're probably all going to increase at, at, uh, at, a, at a reasonable rate the, the warmer it is
1: absolutely especially as we move you know in into late april and, and obviously into May. Okay. So
0: we also know that from from research coming out from Oak Park and obviously from maybe the UK as well, and um, we know there's resistance uh, or uh, aphids are resistant to some of the aphids that we're applying to them. How serious is this in Ireland? Um,
1: I suppose it, it, it's pretty serious in the sense that, like knockdown resistance or KDR, was first detected in in 2013. So effectively, if it's with, with KDR, with this gene, they're less susceptible to, to pyrethroids. So a pyrethroid is, you know, a sumi alpha, karate ninja, Desis, protec, any any of those products. They're all they're all pyrethroids. Um, And to date, the KDR has only been identified in the grain aphid. And as I said earlier on, that appears to be most important vector of of barley yellow dwarf virus. But even within the grain aphid, it's actually just a single clone called the SA3. So that's the one that's most most commonly associated. But I suppose in more practical terms like the research does indicate that aphids carrying this resistant gene are present in in all major grain growing areas in, in Ireland. And I suppose importantly as well, uh, we've also discovered that there is a second resistant uh, resistance mechanism uh, in the Irish population. Um, this is where aphids uh, exhibit a, a metabolic resistance. You know, so they, they effectively have an ability to detoxify the insecticide. Um, so like I said, look, it's, it's the incidence and, and frequency of KDR is varies annually, but it's, it's in all the major uh, grain-growing grain growing areas. But our estimate would be, from, from research carried out by Dr. Lael Welsh that it would be probably less than 50% uh, based on random sampling that was done in 16, 17 and 18. So how will a farmer know if he has a resistant population on his farm? Um well I suppose really it's it's doing everything right in the sense of you know applying the insecticide at the right stage which, which is the three to four leaf stage and it's really getting into the field after application and assuming that you've done everything right in that you know you had your boom height in the sprayer everything correct the correct uh, application rate and again getting out into the field and investigating um you know are there live aphids in the field and i suppose you know that's probably going to be your best indicator uh, whether you, you've had a, a control failure or not it's also important to say as well well, there is no point in, in repeating the exercise if you've done everything uh, correctly the first time.
0: Obviously, aphids. Some of them have wings more than don't. Um, maybe some of the aphids might have flown in afterwards. Which types or what ones should you be looking at in terms of the the, the ones left
1: behind, if you like? Well, 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 Certainly, you're 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 going to get um, a certain repellent activity from uh, from the aphicides at the early stages after application. So. That will normally sometimes if it's working well will repel aphids coming into the field but you'll all see the little juveniles in the field as well and they're probably much easier to find when you're when you're examining the crop afterwards. I should also say as well Michael there's something that's that's interesting and, and people might observe it in the field is that there seems to be a fitness penalty associated with, the, with resistance as well in that these aphids appear to have a reduced uh, response to alarm pheromones and they're more susceptible susceptible to predation from natural enemies so you might see some mummified aphids in in the field as well
0: Jesus is the first bit of good news Kieran. that's great nature's working <laughs> with us how to work with it as best we can okay so um Very important the range of insecticides obviously out there is is, is not huge and, and obviously where guys can avoid using them, they, they should do so but with the choices there is there what well, is there much choice there i suppose for farmers
1: unfortunately not no i mean we're we're pretty much uh, restricted to pyrethrides only which would be the you know as i said earlier the karate's ninjas subi alphas and and those really so i suppose it's very important that you know we mind them and that that we're they're targeted you know so like i said earlier on march zone crops would be low risk april you know you're certainly early april medium risk and, and the risk gets much higher as you as you move into the month really so i think you know in terms of mining the pyrethroids it's about using them at the correct stage which is the four leaf stage and uh, but even at that you know there's still likely to be a significant number of aphids moving into the crop you know but the primary goal here really is to li- is is not to eliminate all aphids in the crop but is to reduce the population at that critical time when the crop is particularly vulnerable really and this was also it's worth mentioning as well that you know, I say that, that four leaf uh, timing in, in Chagas trials, uh, we found that two applications that say the two and four leaf stage or four leaf stage and first node, there weren't any significantly, any, any significant difference to one application at that, that four leaf stage. There's been a lot of research completed
0: by Chagas uh, around aphid control. What can we expect from Chagas
1: in the near future? Um, I suppose in relation to what's going on in August really I suppose anybody that was at the open day in last year would have seen the ecological focus areas and there's there's a, um, there's a, a level of biocontrol going on there looking at you know the promotion of natural enemies to see, to see what effect uh, they can have there's also a number of experiments going on in relation to degree days experiments again um, which will, will be due out soon and I suppose very important to, at the moment there's uh, one um, Welsh Fellow Scholar uh, looking at the genome of the grain aphid. So that, that's something that, that hasn't been done before. And also uh, there's research going on in relation to how BYDV virus is transmitted into plants um, and the interaction between the virus and the aphid and the plant. And again, there's uh, another student who's uh, studying the bird cherry aphid, which I mentioned earlier on, because while our concentration up to now has mainly been on the grain aphid, but as we see in in the UK, the bird cherry aphid is is an important vector there as well. So it is important to, to look at that. But I think... All of this is sort of underpinned with the, the suction towers. Uh, there's one in Oak Park at the moment, and um, there's plans for one in the northeast and in the south as well. And they'll cover, um, you know, a 50 kilometer radius, which would be, which will cover really all of the the, the, the main grain growing areas. And I suppose they're a vital tool really in in terms of the, of the research going forward.
0: Okay. And the identification of, of, of aphids, and I suppose more, more importantly, identification of virus carrying aphids is probably the the important part coming out of those um suction towers, i suppose
1: yeah virus uh, or sorry the the species of aphids obviously number one and the type and the virus and whether or not they're carrying virus i suppose is the is the critical element, element for for us on the ground
0: okay kieran look that's a that's a, a brilliant summation i think of the uh of uh, AFID Control and BYDV. Uh, Thanks very much for your time and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks Michael. That's it for the Tillage Edge this week and my thanks to Kieran Collins for joining me in the podcast. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify so you never miss a show and for more information go to chagas.ie I'm Michael Hennessy, and thanks for listening and I'll be back next week with more Tillage news and advice.